is episode 18 of Conversations with Goddesses. Right. I am N. I am M. I am a distracted M today. I'm all over the place. I'm sleep deprived. Okay, so I know last time I listened back to our last episode, it was like, we've got so much stuff to talk about. We only talked about one thing. Because we were all over the place. Yeah, and it took us five hours to make like a one hour podcast about one thing. Are we drunk? Oh my God. But <laughs> by the end of it, the very, very end, because I, I mean, I sound worse than you. It was like the very end after we did the whole thing. And I was like, let's, uh, let's read the previous Fuckboy Zero conversation so everybody can understand why I acted like a toddler. And by then we were like two hours into the Zoom with like however many glasses of wine. Yeah, I sound pretty slurry. And as, as I'm looking for the text, I left it in there when I was like, this looks so desperate. It's really hard to look at. And I'm like talking to myself looking at the text because I sounded so, so pathetic. But uh, anyway, so yes, we were. <laughs> I figured. I mean, we usually are. We're doing this in the middle of the day, so we're not. I know. We're totally sober. I mean, not that we haven't been drunk in the middle of the day. But <laughs> right. I know. Sober M and N. Um, so some of the things we were going to talk about last time, I have my same notes because we only got (laughs) done. So, um, I was trying to figure out if we'd talked about him yet already or not. not. For like a second. I think I just met him probably in November. So I don't know if you made it onto a podcast before that one, but so I don't think so either. I don't think timing wise, it would have worked out. Uh, so we were talking about PD and I was going to mention some of the stuff on the phone call that I had with him. So the PD conversation. All right. The first thing I'll just say some of the uh, bullet points and then I'll get your take on, on what you think about it. But one thing I had, it I kept in mind while I was listening to him was how J train always says that everybody's 10% away from each other. Yes. And so like his answers I mean, we could then assume extrapolating that logic that uh, most guys would think like this or within 10%. Um, About the guy thing, though, do you think that J-Train is right? About everybody being 10% away? I don't. I don't think so because personally, I don't feel that way. Yeah, because there's so much that I'm like... And not just with J train, but like in the past when people would, would say like, oh, this is how people respond to this situation usually, or this is how people look at this usually. And I just was like, I don't, I feel like I'm, I'm not trying to be argumentative or uh, be like controversial, but a lot of times I don't relate. Did you listen to his last one it was a girl who wrote in and um, she, or it was a, it was a guy that wrote in and I guess he had just connected with a girl that was friends with his girlfriend. And, and, and then she and she ended the email with like, and also just the fact that you were into me when you were dating these two girls and J train was like, I think that means like, he didn't like me enough because he was into me, but it wasn't enough. And the guy's like, that's no, she's saying she thinks he, he's going to have wandering eye. Basically. Yeah. And I was like, J train, you're so wrong. Cause that's, exactly- yeah. So there was something else that he, that he talked about, I think on this last episode that I made a note of too, that kind of made me mad. Um, uh, but you know, it's kind of one of the gen- gender stereotyping things, which, you know, I have a big problem with. I know you do. <laughs> this, this, tell me if you, if you listen to this one, this 
J train got an email from a guy saying that he was, had been dating this girl for a couple of months, was super into her. There was like chemistry. He had a lot of fun. He liked her a lot. And they decided they had the conversation about becoming exclusive. And he said, as soon as we had that conversation, I lost interest immediately. I didn't hear that one. Oh my God. Oh, the title of the email that the guy wrote in with was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why do I keep doing this? And so it sounded like he was having some fuckboy behaviors or that we would call fuckboy behaviors or, or vague or elusive behaviors. But, um, he was seriously like, why am I doing this? Like he, it seemed like he was coming from a, a place to try to under, understand himself better. Like he was recognizing he had a problem. And right. Uh, the situation was he wrote in and dated. He said, I've been dating this girl. I like her. She's cute. We have chemistry. We have fun. We want to hang out all the time. As soon as we had the conversation about being in a relationship, I lost interest like that. He's like, I don't like her like that anymore. He's like, I don't want to hang out. He's like, I don't know. What am I supposed to do? Did he say in there, was she the one that initiated the... I don't know that we know that answer, but I don't even know if that matters because fuckboy zero initiated that conversation. That's true. That's true. That's true. So J train immediately goes, oh, he's like, yes, that is so male and so honest. He's like, I have been that guy. And um, I was an honest. Yes. And it made me kind of mad because I was just like, he had a, he had a female guest on at the time. And she was like, yeah, it's still shitty. Doesn't matter if he's being honest about it or not. So they were coming at it from the angle of him being commitment phobic or something. But I kind of was thinking after the fact, when I was thinking about this, I almost wonder if that gives him the realization if he really does like her that much or not. Like he he just is realizing that sooner than later. It's almost like if you, um, you're looking at a car to buy or a house to buy. So if somebody's like, here's the contract, sign it. You all of a sudden realize, oh, maybe I don't, I'm not ready to sign that yet. I'm not ready to buy that car or that house or sign. Like- but I think that falls in line with what commitment phobia is. I think it's once you're fine kind of being with this person, but once you're, it's a, it's locked down and there's a label on it, you run. It's like the runaway bride. I think they could be two answers. Okay. This is what this guy did. It could be, he's a hundred percent commitment phobic. It could be that he just didn't like her that much. Like I think of that too, if you're trying to make a decision and you can't decide if you want a pizza or a burger. So I say, okay, well, let's go get pizza. Then you all of a sudden realize, oh, I did really want a burger more. Now that I'm like actually in the situation, if you have trouble making a decision. Now I want pizza. (laughs) I just had a snack. As soon as we sat down and started recording, I was like, oh my God, I'm hungry. I don't know if I can wait a whole hour. So I had some veggie tizers and one toaster waffle. I have veggie tizers. <gasps> They're the best. They're the best. You introduced them to me. <laughs> or you introduced me to them. <laughs> I, <served that>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, veggie tizers? This is M. You're going to want to live in her freezer at some point. Yes. And I did not have uh, commitment issues to the veggie tizers. They are still going strong. So I don't know. I kind of feel like, I mean, I'm trying to relate it to anything that I've been through. And I'm trying to think, uh, well, I don't think we gave this guy a nickname, but he was a friend of mine that I hooked up with once, um, Ian. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We kept flirting for a while after that. And I was like toying with the idea of like, if I'd want to hook up with him again. And um, I forgot about the girlfriend. Yeah, he had a girlfriend for a while. So we weren't do- we weren't saying or doing anything inappropriate during that time. But it was just kind of like he would every once in a while throw out like, 
oh, you just say the word and I'm um, like basically saying that I was his first choice over this other girl, but I'm not going to break up somebody's relationship or anything. And I would ask him about the relationship and, and her and offer my advice and everything. But then as soon as they broke up, I think there were a couple elements going on, but I found myself uh, not wanting to respond as much because he got very pursuey. He got very like, let's hang out. Let's hang out. When are we going to hang out? And I realized I don't want to date him. Were you like, um, when you were flirty with him, is it because, okay, wait, were you guys flirty at all when you had a girlfriend and it's like, you knew that that was never going to happen. So it was safe to flirt with him. And then it was like, once he was available, you, that's really what it looks like. And that's what he thought he was like, this sucks. Like you, like what happened as soon as I don't have a girlfriend, you, he would flirt with me by saying stuff like that. Like, Oh, you know, you're my first choice. You're so like all this stuff. And then I would kind of flirt back, but I didn't want to totally cross that line. But, um, I also think another element, I was in a different place in my life during that time. So I personally have evolved since then where I think I was more attention seeking at that time. And so I don't think in my mind, my conscious mind right now, it doesn't have to do with whether or not he had a girlfriend. It had to do with the fact that that happened to align with the time in my life where I was really seeking attention from men. And then I kind of like worked through some stuff and came out, you know, evolved a little bit. And now I don't feel like that anymore. I don't need. It's like that meme that happened like more when like everybody was in quarantine, it's the girl like hiding and it's like me hiding from all the, you know, accidental flirty relationships I got myself into during, and now that quarantine's over and they're like, ah, they're coming for me. It's real now. I, yeah. So I feel like there were a couple elements at play. So I don't know if that's quite the same situation. Cause I do think a lot of it had to do that particular situation had a lot to do with what was going on in my own head. But for like this guy, um, there is something that PD said during our conversation that this is reminding me of. And J train has said this too. J train has said this exact thing. In fact, he said that, you know, a lot of women think if you have sex and then you stop dating them, that it's because they had sex, like if they have sex on the first date or whatever. And J train always says, no, they just know sooner. The guy just knows sooner that you're not a match. Like sex is the thing that gives him that indication. So whether you wait three months to have sex with somebody and then he realizes, oh, she's not the match for me. Like now we had sex and I realized that, or if you have it on the first night. So that's what J train says. I think there's a little bit of a flaw in that theory because if you have sex on the first date and you all of a sudden don't want to see her anymore and you're like, oh, there's no chemistry, that's all you're basing it off of. You know, if you date for three months, you might get to know somebody in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. that might, that sex may not be the end all be all decision maker. Does that yeah, make sense? Kind of. And so this is the word that PD used that I think describes this is that it's like a litmus test. It's the litmus test for how he feels about you, sex. And that, that they just know sooner. Then in my opinion, if that's what he said, I think that's like a him specific thing. I think that that's going to be specific to every guy, depending on how important sex is to them. Like, I think there are guys who were like romantic or guys who are more into like how intelligent a girl is, or I'm not saying that's a, I know sex is important, but I'm saying if that's what the litmus test is, then that, that means sex is like, the king in their relationship. Right. That's what, that's what I'm saying too. But J train says that same thing. He says, um, 
He says, girls always think it's if, if you have sex on the first date and a guy doesn't want to go out with you again, it's because you had sex on the first date. And he's like, it's not. It's because they just know sooner. Know what? They're like, you're bad at sex? Know that they don't want to date you anymore. Doesn't mean that you're good or bad, like that you're not a match. When did they ever really want to date you? Like, I guess when they asked you out. That's what I'm saying though. Like, but did they ask you out just to have sex with you and kind of already knew in the back of their head, their head that you weren't, it, I guess what I'm saying is, this is just my opinion. If, if a guy is asking a girl out and he's already knows in his head that sex is going to be the deciding thing and it's their litmus test and they have sex with her one time. And then they're like, I don't think they ever really liked her a lot to start with, because I think if they did, they would, and I don't know. I think, yeah, see, I kind of agree. I feel like that is a really quick answer for J train to say, or for PD to say, because I, I think it's more than a litmus test. I think, I think guys like the chase. And I think that you've taken that element away from them. I think on the apps, you don't know somebody. So that first date, you've only known them for a few hours before you would have sex Mm -hmm. if you had sex on the first date. So all you know about them is that there's no more chase left. That's pretty much all you know, what they look like and that they had sex with you on the first date. Yeah. And so if they make you wait three months, there's that anticipation. There's the chase for the guy. He gets to know you in a lot more situations. attached. Uh, yeah. And they find it that that way they can get to know you and, and then decide if they like you. So the sex isn't the end all be all, for, you know, deciding factor at all. Um, yeah. To what you just said, which I agree with, that's literally telling women everywhere. If most men are 10% away from J train and PD, no woman should sleep with a man until three months. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Because right, unless she just wants to have sex. She just wants to, but if she wants any kind of relationship, yeah. most of these men are just going to toss you away. So let them get attached to you, let them get to know you, and wait three months. Like, I it, agree. Because remember how J-Train always says, like, like they can't, men can't think straight until they come, basically. He's I like, say that. oh, so he's basically says, like, it, it works the opposite for men and women. Like, they oh, right. uh, yeah, like the women could like, can be like, I can take you or leave you. And the men are like, pursue, pursue, pursue. Then they have sex. And the women are like, oh, I'm attached now. I'm and, attached. And the men are like, I could take you or leave you. And so it's, it is kind of concerning that both of them said that independent of each other. Yeah. And so if all men are 10% away from other men, that pretty much almost covers all men. That's what I'm saying. So that means all women need to wait three months. (laughs) Unless men just like they had sex with a woman and they don't want to date her anymore. So in their minds, they're like, I wouldn't have wanted to date her regardless. How do they know? You know what I mean? Like, how do they know that's why they didn't? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why the whole thing throws me off. I'm like, why did you, you knew going on the date that you thought you liked her, but then I say, no, you just wanted to go have sex with her. Because if you knew that having sex with her, you were going to be able to throw her away the next day. You didn't like her at all. Right. I'm saying, I think that's bullshit. Cause I, I think they before yeah. they had sex with you. I agree. I agree with you. That's so interesting. We're going to have to re-ask them about this. I'm going to have to ask PD and OMG and any other guys that I can ask for honest answers, like to expand on that because the logic isn't there. It's like saying logic. There's no logic. It's like saying like the first bite of a pizza is just as good as the last bite, but you never eat the last bite. So how would you ever know? Like, you know, you can't, it's impossible to 
That's yeah. so stupid. They just are wanting to go have sex with a woman and, and not have to talk to her again. And they can say, Oh, that was just, ugh. I just knew real fast. Yeah. You knew before you had sex with her, if that's the truth, if that's the truth, you knew before you had sex with her, therefore you were only having sex with her to have sex with her and never talk to her again. Yes. That's logic. Yeah. It's hashtag oh. science. <laughs> Yay. Science. Yay. Science. Hello, and here I am interjecting a little extra segment right here because after M and I had the conversation that you are listening to right now, we had some additional thoughts on the whole topic a little bit later and the next day and had another conversation about it. And so I just wanted to interject those new thoughts that kind of build on what we're saying here. So it started with M sharing a TikTok of Nick Vile with me talking about the exact same thing. Like basically just saying like, yeah, guys don't know if they like you until they have sex with you. Sorry, I guess something's just wrong with the way we're wired, but that's the way it is. And we were both like, oh my God, that's like the third person that's outwardly just saying that. And how is this even possible? It just seems so crazy. We touch on this in the conversation you're listening to right now, that maybe it's a misconception these guys are having. Maybe. This is just a theory. Um, that they obviously like a girl in some capacity enough to ask her out on a date and go out with her. So they're dedicating an evening to this one person. So they must like her in some capacity. And then if they sleep with her too soon after that first date, and then they realize that they don't like her anymore... I think in their minds, they're not trying to be malicious, maybe. Maybe they're not trying to say, ooh, I'm setting this date up just so that I can have sex with this girl and never call her again. So I think they go in liking her, have the date, have sex on the first date, for instance, and then don't like her anymore. And they think, well, it must be that we didn't connect during sex and, and, and I needed that sex to decide if I liked her or not. And I would have had the same outcome whether we had sex the first night or three months in. And like I was saying with M, how would they know that? Because they can't see the alternate universe where three months down the line, they have sex and then have the exact same feelings afterwards. So I kind of have a theory that it is that sort of like the lizard brain, the caveman brain, the biology, the way their brains are chemically wired. Because back in the caveman days, uh, one thing that I heard, and I have not fact-checked this, but it kind of makes sense, um, that the firstborn child in a family supposedly looks more like the father. And the reason that is, is because back before DNA tests, back in the caveman days, a man had to know that that was his child or else he wouldn't want to take care of it. And so I wonder if back in the caveman days and thereafter, if a woman had sex with a man too soon, then he in his mind draws the conclusion that she must be doing that with more men more frequently. And therefore, nine months from then, when she has the baby, they wouldn't be certain that it was theirs. And so that kind of like evolutionary, biologically, chemically, wiring wise would kind of make sense. Like they, it's just a chemical reaction. They can't help. They're not trying to be assholes. They just like, that's just a theory. 
they can't help that they're wired as such that if a girl gives it up too soon, then the caveman days of procreation, they couldn't be sure that the child was theirs. And then I can also extrapolate that to women and how we were mentioning that women like, quote, assholes, but then we were trying to kind of define that. And if a woman really seeks out a super asshole that like is abusive or treats her poorly, it's probably from her past or, you know, history experiences, her personal wiring. But when a woman is attracted to a man that shows a little bit of aggression and not towards her, but just in general, maybe that is a female's lizard brain, caveman brain, chemical, biological wiring to associate that with a man who is strong and would be able to protect and provide for her family. Back in the caveman days, not, um, you know, I know women are much more independent these days than they were in the Fred Flintstone days, but you just can't help how human beings are maybe pre-wired, you know, like just that evolutionary instinct to preserve the species. And along those lines too, probably the most basic, obvious thing that we all know, but can be drawn to that instinct is that there are some universal standards of beauty and those stem from youth and health because that is what the healthiest procreation comes from. So women who are younger, childbearing years that have a healthy looking body, you know, with like all the stuff that points to that good skin, good like breasts and hips, but not unhealthily overweight or underweight. Like those are all universal standards of beauty and even blonde hair, you know, being associated with youth. Um, all of those factors that are kind of like the general basic standards of beauty. Anyway, I just wanted to insert that thought that um, maybe it's maybe it's not that men are lying about their feelings changing. They're just perceiving it as I went in liking this girl, had sex with her and don't like her anymore. So that was the litmus test. But maybe it is more than that. Maybe it is a little bit more wiring because if that same girl you went into the first date, the fancy dinner date, liking her and she didn't have sex with you and then you continued to have dates with her for three months and then had sex. I wonder how often it happens that if you like her enough to continue to date her and go on dates and spend money and time on her for three months and then have sex, if then you just lose all interest, the same that you would if it happened on the first date. I think there's a lot of factors in there. Um, Anyway, I just wanted to interject that and back to your scheduled programming. Okay, so that actually leads me to another thing that he said that I, I was like, no, I completely No, uh, PD. PD, okay. So PD says that thing about like it just being a litmus test. And I hadn't given it as much thought as we just did. So I was like, oh yeah, you know, J Train says that too. So I was kind of just like going along with it until after the fact, I was like, wait a second, that doesn't make sense. But um, so then he said, this pissed me off kind of. Like he totally thought it was coming from a, or he acted like he thought it was coming from a positive place. He, uh, did I tell you that about the buffer date? Okay, he told me that there's a buffer date where after, oh, J Train kind of talks about this too, but he doesn't use that exact term. That after the so they, they have sex with the girl, they are like, oh, I don't want to date her anymore. 
I'm going to take her on one more date so she doesn't think I'm dumping her because of the sex. Then that just goes back to prove what we just said. They were using her for sex. But they're claiming that's not the case. They're claiming, I don't know if I like this girl yet or not. Oh, we happen to have sex on the first date. Oh, I realize that I really don't like her like relationship wise, but I'm going to go ahead and take her on one more date. So she doesn't think it's just because of the sex. That's even worse to the poor girl. Just leave her alone. That's what I was, I was like horrified. I was like, oh my God, no, don't do that anymore. Stop that. And he's like, he's like, no, it's, it's, it's better. It's easier for them. Like lets them down. It's more confusing. You just had sex with her. So she's like, oh, we had sex and he asked me out again. So that means he really likes me. Especially like the way that I operate with my whole, like, I don't want to be duped thing. The thought of somebody going on a date with me that they don't want to go on that as a fake date because it's diabolical. Yeah, it is. It's evil. And he goes, well, would you rather a guy just like after he had sex be like, oh, I don't want to date you anymore. We just had sex. I was like, yes. Yeah, yeah, I would. As opposed to a buffer date that is fucking with my head even more. Yeah. That's wow. I know. He thought that was like an okay thing. No, no, (laughs) no. Oh my God. I I so much appreciate my current situation. We're listening to all this bullshit. I'm terrified for women everywhere. I, oh my God. It's awful. That's awful. I just think, okay. So say that I have sex with a guy on the first date and then I'm in my head about it. And then he asked me out again. And then I'm like, oh, yay. He asked me out again. Like maybe he does like me. And then I get I'm picturing myself getting ready, putting makeup on, shaving my legs, trying to look pretty, being excited, like taking a night out of my life to go out with this person. Like if we were watching a movie and we were watching two people go on a date and the girl was all excited about it and we knew in our heads it was a buffer date, we would cry. I would cry. I'd feel so bad for her. Yeah, you would. It's, oh my God. It's so, it's so fucking mean. It's so, that's what I said. I was like, it's mean. Yeah. I was like, yes, I would rather somebody, if they were honest about it, if they said, Hey, you know what? I, I like had fun with you, but I just didn't feel like that kind of chemistry or romantic connection. And I don't want to lead you on. So I'm stepping back from this. Yeah. I, that stings for a second, but then you can get over that. You can move on. The other thing that's Even like, the name buffer date is just, wow. Um, oh, and this is another thing that I disagreed with. Sorry, PD. I love you very much, PD. I think you're amazing. And I do like you a lot, but I disagree with all of these points. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. Okay. So this is the next one. I'm seriously horrified about what you just told me about a buffer date. I just, and then it's a thing. Yeah, I know. Me too. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. God, that's like, like you audition for something for a big thing. And then they call you for a callback and they're like, oh, we just called you for a callback so that like you wouldn't feel bad. Yeah. I don't want charity and I don't want to feel stupid. Abuse. Yes. Okay. So then you'll enjoy this next one. He said that he literally thinks that guys being too nice is a thing that girls don't like guys that are too nice. They like the assholes. Um, He says 99% of the times that something fails, it's because he was being a gentleman and not overstepping and being too nice. So he said he thought if guys are too nice, girls don't like that. You and I have talked about the asshole thing though. Like the second somebody's a psycho, we're kind of like, oh, 
I don't know what that is about us, but that doesn't mean that we don't love and appreciate nice men. I, yeah. And I think both of our current situations right now prove that these guys that we are dating right now are really nice to us. And I really like this situation. And I know you really like your situation. I'm head over heels in love. (laughs) And he's nice. No one's ever been that nice to me my entire life. Yeah. See? And I, I think that when the other guys, like we were talking about, start to act like assholes or psycho, I, I think it could be a couple different things. Like with Fuckboy Zero, when he started to be kind of an asshole, I already had the feelings for him. So I kept wanting to give him the benefit of the doubt. And then I think with other guys, like... Grandpa Fuckboy. Yes. With Grandpa Fuckboy, like I think his personality seems kind of weak almost. So I think then when you saw him being a little bit aggressive... I think that gave him another dimension. I don't think that if he started being mean to you versus being nice to you, that you would prefer asshole. Right. I think, yeah, I think there's something about, see, it's not necessarily seeing the aggression, but seeing somebody stand up for what they want or what they believe in or not being treated, like raising their voice because they they want to be heard or treated, you know, and then you see somebody yeah. like, wow, they're powerful or whatever. I don't know. But I disagree with the being nice thing. I don't think that's it. So he was saying 99% of the times situationships have failed from his angle. He says it's because he was too nice, being a gentleman, and not trying to overstep. I told him, I think that's a cop-out. I think that's the same thing as a girl saying, oh, he just wanted to sleep with me. Like, that's why he doesn't want a relationship. He was just out for the sex. The answer to all of the questions is they just don't want to date you. It's not that you are too nice. It's not that you had, you know, sex. The the theory was that girls don't like guys who are too nice. And I say, I don't think that's true. No, I don't think it's true. But I only think women who are attracted to assholes are women who have been in emotionally abusive relationships. And you kind of become like a conditioned person where that's like, you're like addicted to the pain and the drama. But again, I don't think that also means at the same time, you aren't attracted to nice guys. That's, I mean, like when I started dating my current boyfriend, everything I told you every day was like, oh my God, he did this. Oh my God. I was not missing anything that was nice. It was like, Yes. And I think you made a very good point. Yes, there are women and I have been one of these women who seem to gravitate towards either emotionally unavailable men or kind of assholeish guys. And it's because of my wiring or my self-esteem or, you know, on some psychological level, that's not like the norm. It's just like, there's a lot of guys who date bitches that I'm always like, this woman is treating him like shit. How is she keeping a guy? (laughs) Because that guy has his own issues that keep him in a relationship with somebody who's a bitch. Again, no woman. You're not going to ever meet one woman who's going to be like, oh, he's nice. Uh Uh-uh. Right. No, you'll meet women like us, like we just said, who have had some sort of trauma psychologically and we're, we gravitate towards it, which is a dysfunction. But again, it doesn't cancel out the side of our brain. That's like, Oh, this person's really nice to me. I love it. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like a a preference. It's not like I'm more attracted to the other. Yeah. So there was that. And this is another thing that I did not agree (laughs) with him on. I don't know if there was anything I did agree with him on PD. I love you. (laughs) Okay. This was a big one because you know, when I, uh, my first dates are always, coffee dates. Yes. Always, and I plan that for reasons. Um, they're middle of the day. They are short. They are in public. They, uh, so that, you know, it's a hard out. Like, um, I'd stop between clients back like 
before COVID. It's what you're saying is, is you're doing it the right way to go back to the men who are like, I need to have sex with a woman to know if I'm going to go out with her again. You're like, how about we have coffee? Yeah. That's worse. <laughs> yes. They because achieve the same thing. Because then also it's like the safety measure. I don't want there to be even alcohol around. I, I want it to be light, not dark. And I want to be in public. And I want to, what if you get there in five seconds and you're like, I do not want to spend more than 10 minutes with this person. You can be in and out. Now he said, and I've had other guys say this to me before too. He goes, if I'd matched with you on an app and you wanted a coffee date, I wouldn't have gone out with you. He was, and I've had other guys say that like, normally I would never go out on a coffee date. Like they just won't. And so um, he was like, no, it, it should be a more romantic setting where you would, you would have those vibes to see if you connect. Like it should be a dinner where you, you get dressed and look your best and you go sit in this environment and more of a romantic setting, like, like a dinner. Even when I was like, why would you want to spend $200 or hundred dollars or whatever on a meal? What if you don't like her? That's a big, that's already kind of like a big investment. Dinners are expensive. Yeah. And you're using up a night, like nights are valuable, just your time with somebody that I was like, you wouldn't, what if it's like a safety thing too? I don't know. That blew my mind. He said he wouldn't have gone out on the date. I think that's real, but they'll have sex. (laughs) Do you see the lack of logic in these things? It's just like, yeah, when you put them side by side like that, it's like, it goes back to if they're willing to go spend a night and a lot of money on a dinner knowing it's just really probably to have sex, that's even worse Yeah. than saying, I'm not going to take a, a day date, a coffee date to weed that out before I go crush some woman's soul. That kind of reminds me of like on a much smaller scale, but like on The Bachelor, when they're on fantasy dates, and of course it's easier to fall in love. Right. So I would almost rather a guy see me in the middle of my regular day, looking how I normally look and see if you've got a connection enough to want a second date. If I'm like dressed to the nines and like, I don't know, I I just feel like get to know me and then we can do the fancy date. This next one is awful. And oh God, I'm scared. These, these that have been coming down the pipe, I'm just like, I can't even process. I know. And again, PD, I'm not trying to shit on your thoughts. They are your thoughts. And if J chain is right about people being 10% away from each other, then you're not the only one that thinks like this. Like most guys do according to that logic. Um, this one is, is this is worse. Oh God. I think this is worse than the buffer date. This oh God. Is- what? Yeah. What? Tell me. Okay. So say that a guy, he's dated a girl, doesn't matter how, I mean, I guess not like years long or anything, but we're not talking like about the first date buffer date anymore. Like say it's been a couple weeks, a couple months, whatever, some chunk of time. And you're at the point where you don't want to date them anymore. So you're going to break up with them. Um, But it's not like a serious relationship where you've got to like have the big talk or whatever. Okay. So you're somewhere in between like that three, four month thing, probably something like that. He said that it is better that this is what he does. And he thinks it's better to fade out and just put longer time between texts and give shorter answers. And um, that's an easier blow than just coming out and saying, I don't think we're a match. I don't want to date you anymore. 
he thinks it's better to fade out. Drag out the inevitable. Yeah. So then it's like what all of those guys we've talked about that that did to me when I'm, I'm like, I could tell something was off and they're not texting back. They're just let, letting more and more time lag. But if you say, hey, is something wrong? They're like, no, everything's cool. But they start being too busy. They stop asking you to do stuff. They put longer time between texts, make shorter texts. If it's somebody you matched with on an app and had a FaceTime with, for instance, um, then I think fading out is is fine. But if it's somebody that you have seen and had multiple sleepover dates with, that is death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah, it's it's cow- it's just cowardly. It's at the other person's expense. Yeah, but I'm saying it's because they're too much of a coward. Yeah, they don't want to have to tell somebody. It's almost just like having a bunch of buffer dates in a row. Yeah, over text and it's just drawn out. And then it it just sucks. I mean, I know it sucks because it's happened to me. That's kind of what Zero did. But I mean, his was a magnified level, like to go from, I love you, we're having sleepovers to, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so stressed. And I mean, you, that fucked my mind so bad. Yeah, it's not cool, man. He said he thought it was an easier blow. It's a softer landing if just like you get the idea. Oh, it's I interesting have- to me that every time he tells you one of these points, he's- genuinely in his head being like, no, this is good for them. Yeah. I'm being, I'm being nice to them with this. Yeah. He really believes it. So that's why it's scary. Cause like that's, you're never going to change a person who thinks that way because they don't think it's, I don't know, man. I know. Even when I'm telling him, to, telling him, no, it's better. I would rather be told. I don't want to date you anymore. I don't like you anymore. Every single time, hundred percent of the time, I would rather be told that than fade it out whether I went out with a guy once or a guy for a year. Yeah. That's like lying. That's being dishonest. It's like they have no backbone, in my opinion. Wow. Uh, So that was disappointing. Does he have any more bombs? Um, These are good. I mean, they're just, wow. I know. It's kind of an aside. I don't know if I'll leave this in or not, but it's also kind of funny that the stuff he's talking about, I put that in the script too. The two main characters, he does that to her and she literally says, you're doing all of the things that you do to these other women and you do not think that I'm seeing this. Do you not think the main character is based off of him? And then this is his best girlfriend that then they end up hooking up once and then that throws a wedge in their friendship and they have to get past that. I mean, yeah. Wow. Um, Doesn't even know that he's doing it because he does yeah, maybe it is subconscious a little bit. Uh, sometimes on the J train stuff, he goes in with the assumption 100% of the time that every woman wants a relationship and every man wants to run away from a relationship. 100% of the well, time. I'm saying it's not true. I mean, look at my person was like talking about getting married and like our, like after our third date, I was the one that was like, I don't know that I want to put a label on that. Yeah, it's not fair and it's not true. But but don't you think J Train does do that? Every email that comes in, he assumes the female in it wants a relationship and the male does not. He never assumes the male wants a relationship ever. Yeah, because he doesn't. I know he's in one now, but he yeah. was high. And so I wonder if guys think like that, another possibility uh, is of just fading out could be if I act friendly to her, she's going to want a relationship. Maybe. But I don't know, but I told him that I was... Yeah. If all these bombs you just dropped it, are what he has running through his head, he's just been operating this way for so long. He doesn't even realize he's doing it. Maybe. Oh, that's Annie groaning. <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry. I'm trying to think if I want to order Zoe's. I love a Zoe's. 
Mm, okay. There's always a food element on our podcast here. I know because I'm, I'm hungry. I think it's because it's like the first time you and I stop moving. That's when our stomach's like, I'm hungry. Totally. Um, okay. There, oh, I know. I told my son, I think Em is coming over to do a podcast. I was like, I know she's got to shoot something tomorrow. So I don't know if she's going to come over for just like a minute or if she's going to hang out for a while. And he was already thinking of where we could get food all together. Oh, cutie. Um, okay. Let me look at this last bullet point and see if it's uh, something. He said, women always think something better is around the corner. Like, um, and he said this one quote from a, which I looked up, I was like, dude, that was from 2002. The apps is a different world, but, um, like where we're always like, Oh, guys, um, have so many options. Like, why would they want to settle down on the apps? They've got 5,000 women in the palm of their hand. He was almost thinking that from the other side, he was like, women are always thinking that something better is around the corner and looking for the next thing. I think that there are women maybe who are like that. I am a serial monogamist. I don't like dating. I like being in a relationship. Like, and I always have gotten into a relationship pretty quickly. If I like the person I've gone out with, I'm happy to be, I don't know, locked down. That thought that he just gave though, that kind of contradicts J trains thing that all women want to be in a relationship. Cause that would sound like women would be like not wanting the relationship because they think something better is around the corner. So I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, if I took like a cross section of my girlfriends, I mean, it's hard. Most of my friends well, are relationships now. And plus most of your girlfriends are like crazy gorgeous. No, no. I'm just mean, I'm trying to think like how they were thinking in their heads when they were not, most of them are in relationships for like years. But I just think they're, like I said, they're all in relationships for years. And before that they were in relationships for years. They weren't out like plowing through men. That's why, that's why I think it's, a completely different world when we're talking about like almost exclusively app dating right now in the world, because I think that I don't think women could even have the option to think there's something better around the corner because none of the guys on the apps want to commit to anything. If second date, yeah. let alone a relationship, none of the guys on the apps are looking for a relationship. Um, I they, agree with you. Yeah. It's, so all hookup apps. Yes, exactly. And so the women on there, if a guy wants to date her, I doubt she's going to be like, if she likes him and he wants to date her, I doubt she's going to be like, nah, I'm going to see what else there is around the corner because that's a roll of the dice on the apps that you just cannot afford to take. No. And I don't know. Again, I hate, I feel like this is kind of like gender stereotyping a little bit. And I don't want to sound like, I know there's men who are not all like that, but I just feel like guys that want relationships, I, I just don't see them going on an app. I feel like they would. But think with COVID this past year, that's pretty much been our only option. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm sure there's a few guys on the apps that really want a relationship. Do they, do they put on there? They want a relationship. Yeah. But that is, that, is that like a thing you have to check? Um, You can choose to put on there, but every, I mean, guys are going to put that. They're not going to choose the option that says something casual because no, you I was know, ask you though, how many times do you see something casual? Are there guys that are just straight up about it? There are a couple. And then there's also an option that says not sure yet. When it says, what are you looking for? You can choose like relationships, something casual, not sure that's yet. That's so ambiguous and it makes them not look like an asshole. Right. And that's what I, honestly, that's what I usually put too, because, because I'm not necessarily looking for a relationship either, unless I don't know, unless I, you're being honest when you do it. Yeah. I bet there's a lot of guys that do it because they don't want to be dicks. And then they can be like, well, I said, I didn't know. 
Right, right, right. Yeah, totally. Um, are you ordering food? I am, but I but I'm listening still. Yes. Well, you can. I was going to say we can take a minute because that's the end of the PD stuff. So then we can move on to the next subject. But um, so you can have. What do you have, do you have written down? Okay, that now was good please, stuff. I know. Thank you, PD. Yeah. That was great. I'm gonna have to. That was like, so terrifying. I know. I was thinking we need a. We should have him as a guest. Yes. We could interview him. Yes. PD, will you please? Does he listen to this? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> but PD knows that I love him and M knows that I love him. Yes, very much so. Very, I also, very positive. All the things he just said were terrifying. I know. Yeah. If I'm like, if we're all being honest here, if those are terrifying things. They're terrifying for women. Yeah. <laughs> um, here are the other bullet points on my list. And then I'll let you pick which one you are to talk about unless you have something different. Um, and then there is uh, OMG, that open marriage thing. That's kind of an interesting topic. That's very interesting. That it still freaks me out a little. Bit. Yes. So there's that. Because um, I probably will represent 90% of the people that would be listening. Thoughts. The other thing was um, the hookup, like a work hookup, like somebody you work with, you hook up with them. How does that change the dynamic? Yeah. But I almost feel like it's that question friends if you're friends and you hook up can you go back to being friends well jay Greenaway says if you're friends and you hook up you were never friends really yeah Three. whatever the girl or the guy will write in and be like so um i like they haven't hooked up yet but they they're friends and they want to hook up then he's always like then you were never friends huh so why does he think that then you were never friends he says because what is it? he says it'll, it comes up a lot People will write in and be like, I'm really attracted to my best guy friend and I want to maybe like make a move, but I'm worried it'll ruin our friendship. And how do I navigate that? And that's every time he's like, we were never friends. Okay. What do you think? Why do you think J train is so adamant about that? Like, I think, maybe that- it's a, I think maybe it's a, like, where's that logic come from? I think maybe it's like, um, if you really just were friends and you cherish that friendship, but you're willing to risk it to try to take it to a different level then you never really were friends because you would stay friends. Maybe if it doesn't work out, you can't really go back to being friends because you never were friends. Now you're, you're attracted to them. But who's, who gets to say you were never friends? Like I know J train is saying that, but what's this, how does he get to say that? Like, that seems like a very blanket statement. If you were friends, you wouldn't take it there. Maybe is what I think he's saying. Yeah. And but, if you take it there, then you know that there's the risk that you're going to lose your friendship. So then you were never friends. So you're saying the reason is because w- we know if we cross this line, we are taking a risk of losing our friendship. Right. And, but what if before you even had that inkling, you could have been friends for real. And then you kind of start to think about it. Or like say, say one of you was in a relationship, so it didn't really even occur to you. And then you get out of that relationship and you're like, hey, I kind of like, maybe like this, but then you would think, oh, you'd stop yourself because you wouldn't want to risk it. So you're right. saying that the people that would choose to risk it didn't have that strong of a friendship anyway, because they're willing to throw it away. Correct. Correct. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. I didn't think either one of us thought we were risking anything. I thought, I literally thought we can compartmentalize this. We can do this. We're just like, oh, we're both single. We, uh, we can do this for fun. And then we can go right back to being how our friendship was. Yeah. We just wanted to cross that line because we were single and it looked like fun. Um, That would be the question. Can people do that? 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. Have you ever hooked up with a guy friend? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So yes, that's a question I could ask some of these guys too. Like, have they, or would they think they could be friends with a girl, hook up and then go literally back to being friends? Hmm. So I guess that's the question of the day. Can you hook up with one of your friends and then go back to being friends without it being awkward or weird? Um, let us know. Convos with goddesses at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you again soon. Bye.